The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. The Spirit drove Jesus out into the desert, and he remained in the desert for forty days, tempted by Satan. He was among wild beasts, and the angels ministered to him. After John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. The gospel of the Lord. St. Mark's Gospel is about half the length of the other three Gospels of Matthew, Luke, and John. St. Mark's Gospel is one that's characterized by brevity and immediacy. St. Mark doesn't often use great details and have the long parables that we see in other Gospels. And it uses the word immediately an impressively high amount of times. Immediately Jesus did this, immediately he did this, immediately he did this, immediately he did this, and it's very quick and fast-paced. This is part of the reason that it was understood from the first days that it was basically, it was St. Peter who was preaching, and it was St. Mark who was writing down the words of St. Peter uh, as he was talking. Uh, so, you know, if you're trying to keep people's attention as you're preaching the gospel in a short, in a short time, uh, this is what it would sound like. And so we have an important piece for us as we come and read the scripture today, because it is incredibly brief on what the other gospels expound upon, that Jesus went into the desert to be tempted. In the other gospels, we hear about what exactly the temptation was, and we hear about the three three, uh, temptations specifically from the evil one, and Jesus' response with the scriptures, and all of these various other things, but... Today it's summed up in Mark's gospel as just he was tempted in the desert, period. It doesn't elaborate any further. But it does include two details that you kind of have to wonder why they were included. If, if St. Mark didn't include the other things, if he didn't include the, 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 the temptations themselves, what they were saying, why did he tell us that Jesus spent time in the desert with the wild beasts and the angels were there ministering to him? Ministering to him? That could have been simply left out. But it's important for us to pause and reflect upon it. Because it's an invitation for us to look a little bit deeper at the passage. Because Christ comes to dwell with all of creation. To to write all of creation. And he's there and he's with the spiritual beings, the angels, who are pure spirit. And he's with the beasts, who are pure flesh. But the one that's missing notably... Is us, the ones who are spirit and body. And I propose to you that if we look at it with the eyes of kind of poetic look, a scriptural look at things, our Lord comes to us because we are the desert. He's with the angels, he's with the beasts, but he comes to be in us. We know in the book of Genesis, 
that our Lord, or not our Lord, Adam and Eve, originally are there in a garden. That there are all these various trees and various, you know, fruits and the grasses and all of these beautiful things that are around. But on account of sin, they're cast out of the garden and they go into a place of desertion. They go into the desert. St. Paul would put it as the wages of sin is death. It means for us physically, on account of sin, we experience death in this life. But also that creation experiences death. That on account of us, thorns and thistles were brought forth from plants. That the work of the world becomes laborsome. And so the, the garden, on account of sin, becomes a desert. And it's there that Christ desires to be with us. Christ shows us in so many ways that the desert doesn't have to remain a desert, but it can be brought back to life. This is what we see in Noah and the flood. The flood is basically, it's a, it's a sign that, that, that things have gotten so bad that a new beginning needed to start. And so the flood came, a sign of baptism as we hear in our second reading. And it comes and it washes out wickedness so that new life might spring up again. It clears the ground so that the stuff that's good and holy can take root and grow. Our Lord goes out immediately after his own baptism. The reading that we hear today follows immediately after his baptism in the Jordan by John. It says that the Spirit descended upon him, right? And he comes with the voice, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. And then immediately Jesus is driven out by that same Spirit into the desert. He comes and receives baptism for us on our account. And then on that same account is then driven out into the desert. So that the desert might be made new. So the desert might ultimately become a garden once again. This is the question the Lord invites us to reflect upon this weekend. Is where is the desert in our soul? Where is that place of dryness in our heart and our life? That longs for new life. Where is that ache that sometimes we can try to keep hidden from ourselves, from others, and from our Lord? That is simply a space that's looking for more. In so many ways, we can try to hide it. We try to hide it from ourselves. Again, we try to hide it from others. We hide it from our Lord, thinking that sometimes that God doesn't want to be with us in those places. Maybe that concern is, is not really that important to God. God's big, he's got bigger things to deal with. What are my concerns really to him? Or that sin that I've committed is so bad that surely God won't even forgive me. That's not even an option for me. Or I haven't even lived a life that, that really lives in accordance with, with what Christ calls me to. So why would he give me a, a moment of his time? And so many questions and thoughts can come into our mind where we simply set ourselves aside from the Lord and close off those deserted spaces because we don't believe that the Lord will actually go there to heal it. But the gospel today shows us that Christ is not afraid to go to the deserts. He's not afraid to go to the hard places in our life, to the difficult places in our soul, the places touched by pain, the places touched by sin, and to be able to bring his grace, to bring a flood of mercy a flood of life and a reconciliation, ultimately to bring us peace. And this is where Christ calls us. He's not afraid. And he bids us to not be afraid as well. These places in our life, these places touched, 
that bring about a desert experience of the soul come for many reasons. Some on account of things that we've done, sometimes things we've failed to do, sometimes things that simply just happen to us. It could be things such as a loss of faith or a lack of perseverance in faith. Things that touch us such as sufferings from addictions, marital infidelities and divorce. How abortion may have touched our life. Sometimes it's the death of a loved one, specifically a spouse or a child. Even a child lost in miscarriage, most especially, can be a place of darkness. It can be from broken relationships, whether from our end or from others. It can be from abuse, whether suffered or given. Illnesses that we've endured, financial troubles, the trouble of conceiving a child when all that we long for is to have a child in the Lord. It can be difficulties in aging. It can be any number of things. Difficulties understanding and accepting ourselves, And for every one of these places, the Lord comes and reminds us that there is hope. That though it may seem as a desert, a desert can very quickly, with the grace of God, become a garden once more. I'm sure many of you have seen various things on the National Geographic channel and other various nature-type channels where they'll show a place that's seemingly desolate, but whenever the rain season comes, everything springs to life once again. Greenery everywhere. And it's a sign of exactly what Christ desires to do in us. The seeds are there. The growth is waiting. It needs only the water. The water that comes from Christ. The water that is His grace, that is His mercy, that is His peace. To be able to come and to flood our soul to wash away the darkness, and to bring forth the new life. As we mentioned uh, several times on the past few weeks, this week we have our parish mission here in the parish. Uh, so tomorrow night and Tuesday night at 7 p.m. at St. Anne, uh, Father Vincent Bressawar will be preaching uh, a reflection to us, specifically on the desert. And he will be encouraging us, especially on Tuesday night, to be able to go to reconciliation. But I didn't want to just have you kind of go in and do your best off the cuff. But I wanted to give you the opportunity really to dig deep a little bit, especially in preparing for reconciliation, whether you take advantage of this Tuesday or another time through the course of Lent. In the back of the church, as you go out on the table where we have the, the little booklets and various things that we had last week, uh, there's also this week uh, a a single piece of paper front and back. Uh, it's a forgiveness examine. And it goes through a whole list of relationships and things that can happen in relationships. Relationship with God, a relationship with the church, with your pastor, relationship with yourself, relationship with others, both very close to you and who may be very distant from you. And it lists all sorts of things that may be places of conflict where there may still be some forgiveness or healing that needs to take place. Not everything that applies in every list, and not everything said in every list applies to us, thankfully. But it is a catalyst for us to be able to pause and reflect what are the places to where we still need some healing in our life. Places where we still need to give or receive forgiveness. And to be able to allow the grace of the Lord to come to those places too. And so I'd invite you... Each of you, as you leave today, to be able to pick up one of the papers uh, as you depart. Uh, 
I think we have confessions at Catholic this Tuesday. So all of our high school girls, if you want to pick up a paper too, you can be well prepared for confessions then as well. Aren't you happy you came today, huh? Then indeed it is a grace that the Lord gives to us to assure us of his love. To assure us that there's absolutely nothing that he is not willing to endure right alongside with us. And to bring healing from. And so as we listen to the words that tell us that our Lord goes out into the desert today. We recognize that if we wish. That desert can be our hearts. And if we're open to it. The desert can once again become a garden.